Can I go shopping? Yeah, go shopping. Activate my face! Get whatever you want. Oh, okay, see? Now that's a gafe. <laughs> <laughs>
everything that God has, that his son went through to give you, you receive it all. That's when you become a child of God. We can't be separated from God's love. So read that next scripture for you, Will, Romans. Sure, Romans 8, 35. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? Some pretty bad stuff. <laughs> I mean, really, it's like Nakedness? What? tribulation, distress, <laughs> famine, or even sword, like death. Can, can it, it step you? And I think the point from that is that nothing can separate you from God's love. But when you look at like our natural love, like that we have like flesh and blood here on earth or whatever, right. there's a lot of things that separates people's love. There's things that come and separate people's relationships, separate marriages, separate all kinds of stuff. Irreconcilable differences. Yeah, I mean, right? I mean, just think of all the things, but this is like saying, here's some really... Bad things. Yeah, I mean, there's some really gnarly stuff here. It's like, the point is, you can't get separated from his love. Right. Like with our English language, sometimes that we can take love and kind of water it down. Like, I love chocolate. <laughs> you know, what do you love? Dark chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> That's one of her favorites too, dark chocolate. So we say that and then we like, we love food or we love this thing or this car or we, you know, so then it kind of makes love seem somewhat watered down to a certain extent. But the Bible has distinctively different types of love that it talks about. And the one when it talks about his love for us is agape love. Mm. I mean, that, right. that love is like, it's an unconditional love. It's not something that you had to earn or you had to deserve or you had to establish it's just it's an unconditional love so i wrote down i don't know where i forgot where i got this definition of agape i think agape. out of a commentary or something but read it to it because it's so powerful agape love is unconcerned with the self and concerned with the greatest good of another agape isn't just born out of emotions feelings familiarity or attraction but from the will and as a choice Agape requires faithfulness, commitment, and sacrifice without expecting anything in return. I'm out. <laughs> Sorry, I'm tapping out. <laughs> the thing that I got when I was kind of meditating on that was that, you know, like for you and I, when we first met each other, we didn't just walk up and say, I love you with agape love. <laughs> well, maybe you did, because you Oh, like... <laughs> here we go. I didn't even have to see his face. I was like, he's the one for me. <laughs> or in, typically in a love relationship, whether it's, you know, uh, a friend or a spouse, whatever, first you have to establish trust. And then as you establish that trust, then you start to establish love. Right. It's like a step-by-step -step process in order to do that. That's not God's process. That's not, that's not agape love at all. And so the closest thing that I've been able to experience to agape love is when we had our daughter Paris. Mm. You know, when, yeah. when she came out, they put her in my arms and I look at that child, I'm like, I love you, I love you, I love you. I mean, that's all you can think. That's all you can think is love. You know, it's that unconditional, you have not even established a relationship yet. I didn't go, well, my dear daughter, <laughs> once we start to establish some trust and you know how great of a father that I am, then we can establish some love. No, I mean, that's insane. <laughs> it's like, you love that kid, right. unconditionally, right. whatever. And you don't discard your child to the right. foster care system. Right. If, if they do anything wrong, you still love them. You don't love what they did, what they did out of, maybe you told them to do right. something, they disobeyed. You do not disown the love for them. Right. You know, you still have that love. And I think one of the best examples in the Bible, or a good example, is prodigal son. Basically what he does, he comes to his father and he says, give me my inheritance. 
give me everything that you know I'm, I have deserving coming to me. And you've made a good comment about that before, about you know what you're basically declaring over your father when you do that, because usually you only get your inheritance when that person dies, like when mm -hmm. a family member dies, whoever's leaving you the inheritance, you receive that, you receive the reading of the will once that person passes. Once they're dead, right? Yeah. So he basically declared to his father, you're dead to me, and went off and spent the money. Spent the money, it says on riotous living. And you're gambling <laughs> and partying and doing right. all this stuff until you spent everything. We know some you, people like you, that. <laughs> you ran out of everything. And right. then what do you do from there is like, he was in the pig pen, right. you know, trying to get food. And he said, even my, my, my father's servants have bread to eat. So he's like, even if I go back home, I'll be better than here. So he heads back to the father's house. And what does the father do? Right. Father so, says he runs to him. But he, first he said, he came to his senses. The boy? The boy. Or the son? Yeah, or the son. Okay. Yeah, he came to his senses. So come to your senses. <laughs> <laughs> then the father will run to you, right? Because he went back home where the supply was. He did. So when he's going home, the father is running to him. And what does he do? It says, put the robe on him. He put the ring on his finger, which is, yes. a, which is a sign of a 40, which basically is like your father today, like saying, here's the American Express platinum corporate card. You already got one, so here's the corporate card. Do whatever. Put the sandals on his feet. Kill the fatted calf and let's have a party. It's like, what parent would do that if they kid came back home, knocked on the door and said, yeah, I just blew the inheritance. I just got back from Las Vegas. They'd be like, oh, come on in. Let's have a party. Let's celebrate. They'd probably be like, you big old dummy. They call that cachetadas in Mexican. It's called slaps across the face. Even my best agape love, I, I could not because you would be so mad and so upset. Just but that, that whole story, the father in that story is a shadow of our Lord. Right. And that's just his love. That's his love even in the midst of all your mess, even no matter what it is that you're done, that agape love wants to be there to serve you. That agape love wants to provide for you. That agape love it wants to be there for everything for you, right. regardless. And you say, well, Gosh, that means we can just just go do whatever, and God's always going to come <laughs> running to us. And you know, yeah. jo Joseph Prince he teaches really well on that because he teaches a lot on grace. He talks about you being the righteousness of God in Christ. When you really get a revelation that you're the righteousness of God in Christ, mm -hmm. then you know who you are. And what he always says: if you believe right, you will act right. See, your sin can't take you out of your righteousness. No, no matter what you do, you once you become born again, you receive Jesus Christ, you're now the righteousness of God in Christ. So it's not about your right actions that are going to make you righteous. It's about knowing you're the righteousness of God because of what Jesus Christ did on the cross for you. That's why you're righteous. And when you get a revelation of that, you don't want to like do sinful nature stuff. It'd be like you tell me, honey, I will stay with you no matter what you do. I will love you forever. I'll never leave you. And then I don't go, whoopee, I'm gonna go commit adultery. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. It makes me wanna honor you more. It makes me wanna love you more. It makes me wanna do more because it's a, it's a form of respect because of your, how you love me. So I said all that because it's the same thing with our faith. So 
when we establish that God loves us no matter what, then our faith's always gonna be working for us. We're, right. we're not gonna get on that wavery thing where we're thinking about our own faith because God loves you no matter what. So because he loves you every single minute of the day, every single second, there's nothing can separate you from God's love. Not the sword, not the pearl, not the nakedness, not the famine, not the persecution, not the distress, not the trade, nothing. Oh my gosh. Nothing can separate you. <laughs> right. Do you get it? I, I mean, you're, you're, God is in love with you. Right. He loves you. Right. And you can't shake, you can't shake him off. You can try, you can run, but you cannot hide. <laughs> Wherever you are, God's there. He's, he's going to love you regardless, no matter what you've done. And that's the beauty of his love, that agape love, that no one, no one can do. You got to love God more. You got to love God more. And when you're saying Joseph Prince, he used to, he used to preach that. I got to love, I got to love God. I got to love. Well, how do I do that? You can't. But what you can do is get a revelation of how much God loved his son. Amen. And once you get a revelation of how much God loved Jesus and sent him to be your redeemer and Amen. your savior, then you take the focus off of yourself. And when you put it onto him and you go, oh, it's just a beautiful love story that will take root in your heart and then you'll be able to love out of a full tank because of what he's already done for you. Which leads us to the next scripture that you've already quoted but you didn't even know that was gonna be in the teaching. First, oh. first John 4.19. Right, First John 4.19. We love because he first loved us. Yes, yeah, so that once again, that established it's not about what we've done good and we've served in the church and we've done all these great things and once we do all those things, then God says, okay, I love you. <laughs> You know, right. it's not that way. And I think a lot of times we can have that impression when we don't understand God's love, that we have to do all this stuff to remain in God's love. But I think what happens sometimes is that we get in self-condemnation and because we condemn ourselves, then we think because of our bad action that God wants to be distanced from us. Maybe we don't even think that he's removed his love, but we think, gosh, he's probably mad at me right now. And that's just the wrong impression of God. The time that you mess up is the time you need to get back in the presence of God. That's when you need to go and you need to receive from his love. And I love that it says that he loved us first, right. you know? It's, it wasn't about this establishing anything. So how do you receive God's love? You, you will feel it. You, it's you, tangible. You, 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 you will feel it. But it comes at a, at a time when what you do is just sit at his feet and just spend time. It's relationship, you know? It's right. not about you gotta do all these things. Religion says you gotta do all this stuff to be accepted and be blessed, or that's old covenant teaching. Right. You know, under the new covenant, under the blood of Jesus Christ, and because of the cross, that's no longer part of it. We, re we receive everything through grace. Next, I wanna start talking about faith. You know, you either operate in faith or you operate in fear. You can't operate in one and two of the same. So read the next scripture for us. First John 4, 18. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out all fear. The only perfect love is the love from Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, from our Heavenly Father. That's perfected love. Right. And the point that I want to make is that when you just spend time with Him, it's about a relationship. With you and I, we develop our relationship. We spend time together. We go on walks together. We have dinner together. We you know, have conversations together. That's relationship. Right. It's not about me just handing you a task list and saying, get this stuff done. I was, I was guilty of this in my past. I used to have a prayer list. And I write everything down on a prayer list and I read through the whole prayer list and then right. I got so good at the prayer list that I had the prayer list memorized. <laughs> so then I could just recite my prayer list every day. Oh and it was like, you know, I go in the morning, have my quiet time, read my scripture, do my devotional, whatever it is, and then I start hammering, here's my prayer list. But then, you know, God do this, God do that, do that, and then done in Jesus' name, amen. And then you go on with your day and it's like, where's the relationship in that? 
Guilty. Just sitting and that's, that's yeah, something that we learn as we, as we grow. And I mean, Andrew Walmack has a great teaching on prayer. Um, and you can go to our yes. website, toddworldwide.org and you can go to Andrew Walmack's, you can go to his website and you can pick that up. And that was one of the things that I learned from him just recently, um, you know, really is about just having conversation, you know? And that's, that's, that's the whole thing I think that I wanna get with this is that just sitting and receiving his love. So stay tuned for the second half of activating your faith, knowing that God loves you because you're not going to want to miss the second part. You got to get it both to be able to get it to boom in your life. Exactly. And receive the prayer because it's powerful. So Amen. we love you and we'll see you next time.